Hey guys, welcome back to another Canine Performance Podcast episode where it is our mission to help you live a better life with your dog. I'm your host, Natalie Dobkins, and for today's podcast episode, I would like to talk about being committed to your goals in training and what that means. So today is Wednesday, the 11th of March. So if you want to go ahead and check out the Instagram post that I'm going to be referencing, uh, go ahead and check that out on our Instagram. But one of the things that I was talking about in the Instagram post today is being more committed to your training goals than your dog is committed to their goals. So Obviously, in training, we want to be on the same page as frequently as possible with our dog. Both of us want to be on the same page and moving towards the same goal. However, that isn't always going to be the case. Despite our best efforts, sometimes we are going to have pushback in training. Sometimes we are going to have friction and we are going to have conflict. That is just the nature of training. And we want to minimize that as much as possible. That is always my goal in training is I want to have as little conflict as possible. And so one of the number one tips that I have for you to minimize how much conflict you're going to have in training is being ultra committed to your goals that you have. So a lot of the times, I, I see this a lot with individuals who are trying to train their dog to not jump on people, not pull ahead on walks, um, don't sniff during walks, um, you know, whatever it may be. Some of those really uh, persistent behaviors that we see out of our dogs frequently that can be really difficult to break. Um, and you're going to have a lot more conflict and friction in your training if you are not consistent and persistent with your goals in getting to them. Dogs are opportunistic by nature. And so if they see an opportunity to reinforce in a behavior of pulling ahead in a walk, if that be to get to someone or some place or just because they want to walk ahead of you, because uh, <laughs> humans are slow, um, if they want to sniff, if they want to really jump on people, bark, have zoomies, all these different things, um, if they have that opportunity, they are 100% going to take that. And so if you aren't committed to your goals of what behaviors you desire out of your dog, you're going to keep on butting heads with your dog all the time and you're going to have more and more conflict. And so one of the things that I always like to incorporate with my board and trains is that um, there are certain behaviors that they just do not find success in. They don't find reinforcement in certain behaviors. And I start teaching a dog that in the loose leash walk. There is no reinforcement and there is no success in the in the loose leash walk. There there is nothing but um, you know being brought back into the heel position, um, and there's nothing but being uncomfortable being ahead of me, um, and I make the dog's time more worthwhile of not being ahead of me by rewarding and also releasing pressure as well, using both of those. So not only adding clarity into the situation, um, but also just showing the dog of, if you want to continue to try and push forward in this walk and move forward from the heel position, 
you're not going to have any success in that. It's just going to be uncomfortable for you and you're not going to gain any form of reinforcement at all. But if you go back into the position that I want you to be in, you will get a lot more reinforcement and it's not going to be an uncomfortable place to be. Um, And through that repetition and through that times and time again of doing that on the loose leash walk that the dog just says, okay, I've never found success in the behavior of pushing forward in the walk. I'm not even going to try because all of my reinforcement happens when I am right next to you in the correct position. That's the exact same thing with getting your dog to stop sniffing as well. And, um, it was really funny. Uh, several months back, I was out uh, walking uh, one of my boarding trains and this guy with his beagle was out walking um, and I was letting my boarding train go potty. Um, but he had been kind of watching us walking around and, you know, he yelled from across the street. He was like, how do you get your dog to not sniff all the time? As his dog was like literally at the end of the leash, like just engrossed in in some smell that was on the ground. And um I, I didn't word it very well. Um, but I essentially, it just kind of like came out of my face and I was like, I I don't know. I just, I guess I don't, I just don't let them. And he was like, what? And I was like, I just don't let them sniff. And he was like, that's it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, essentially just anytime that they go to do that, I just tell them no. And I just don't allow them to. And through repetition and consistency and me being very committed to my goals, they just stopped trying to do it. And um, it, w- it was one of those moments that you talk to someone else and you um, see the paradigm shift in their mind of just like, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's so simple. That's so easy. I just, I just don't let them do it. And that's a lot of uh, some of these behaviors that we see um, is just not allowing dogs to reinforce in that. And that just comes down to, how committed are you in your goals of training your dog? Can you be more persistent than than your dog? Um, and for those of you out there, the answer is most likely going to be yes. Of A dog can only try to do a behavior so many different times before they lose hope in that behavior. And it just proves to be completely futile. So I think that's a super awesome and amazing way to train um, because it's it's not something that, um, depending on how you view it, but it's um, if you just simply don't allow the behavior, you don't necessarily have to continuously add in corrections um, while you can, and maybe that could be a form of it. Um, the way that I see it is just that the opportunities that your dog sees, you just make them not opportunities anymore. Um, And so that's where, you know, be mindful of how many times in your training that you're kind of saying, eh, whatever, um, because your dog is so persistent. And there are some dogs out there that are very, very persistent in behaviors. You think that um, you're like, wow, how how are you still trying to do this? Like this is just, you're, you're not getting anywhere. Why are you still continuing to do this? And it takes sometimes, um, and depending on the dog, depending on the behavior, it takes a long time before the dog is just like, okay, whatever, I give up. But you have to let your dog reach that before you reach that. So um, kind of pay attention to how many times that you're trying to get your dog to stop a behavior or start a new behavior and you just kind of 
just internally or even literally just throw your hands up in the air and say, ugh, whatever, um, I don't really care. And that's the moment that your dog has just moved one step closer in um, solidifying that behavior in their behavior repertoire. And you have moved one step backwards in your training goals. Um, so, uh, you know, just, just keeping that in mind of being persistent being committed to your goals and being more committed to your goals than your dog is committed to their goals. But um, that is everything that I have for this podcast episode. You can check us out on Instagram, canine performance, C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can also check us out on Facebook under the same name, canine performance, on YouTube, canine performance, or search Natalie Dobkins. And if you've been listening to these podcast episodes and you've gleaned a couple of nuggets of information or you've been enjoying them, please uh, leave us a review of some things that you have liked or would like to see more of. Would love to hear from you and get some feedback, but that's all I got for you. So uh, see you guys in the next one.